From the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Atlantic City Fantasy Sports Podcast. To participate, tweet us at AC Fantasy Sports or send us an email at info at acfantasysports.com. Now, let's get to the show. All right, folks, welcome to week three of the NFL season. Nick and Drew back with you for Atlantic City Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good to be back with you, Nick. It's a great week in NFL action. I had one of our best weeks ever last week on the record, Nick. And if you're touching, touching, if you're looking to uh, to follow us at AC Fantasy Sports, uh, I'd suggest going to compare last week's results with last <laughs> week's podcast and see. And I always say I'm just trying to hit 55 percent here, Joe. Right. But last week, last week we, we hit way more than 55 yeah, percent. But what's week. more important, folks, is that the analysis is good, and that's what you're here for. The analysis, you, the luck of the draw, that happens all the time. But going deep into why things will or will not happen is what we are good at. So we are going to run down every single NFL game for the week three slate, starting with the Thursday night game. And then hopefully we get this posted in time for you all to see. Uh, starting with Carolina and Houston, what we do is take this game from a fantasy standpoint and from a betting standpoint. So you get the best of both worlds at AC Fantasy Sports. Uh, com. All right, big game with Carolina and Houston tonight at Energy Stadium. Panthers off to a 2-0 start. The Texans 0-2 and now are starting a third-round rookie from uh, Stanford University, Davis Mills. Not Mills Davis. Or is Stanford it Miles Davis? Last year. Is it Miles Davis? Because he's good. Davis Mills. Yeah, I'm joking. It'd be better if it was Miles Davis, Nick. I wonder if he was named after. It must be. Could be. Can't be coincidental. Uh, you assume not, but uh, a guy that probably could have benefited Stinks. from another year at Star uh, at Stanford. Well, look, he had full reconstructive surgery on his knee. the 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 word on him is he's not mobile at all, right? So he cannot escape pressure. He has no run game whatsoever. But he's got a cannon for an arm, and he went to Stanford. So usually, when you got a cannon, sure, he's a bright kid with a cannon for an arm. Right, uh, no mobility. So, so who's the 32nd-ranked quarterback heading into this weekend? Clearly, Davis Mills. I heard as much as a four-point difference from Tyrod Taylor. Not only that, <laughs> I would say that it vaults four the Panthers' points. defense into a top-five play. So from well, a dynasty— from who the number one defense in the NFL is so far two this weeks. season. Yes, the, the Panthers. The but Panthers. they faced the New York Jets and the, and the New Orleans Saints. And now they're facing Davis 
Nope. Yeah, so guess who's <laughs> going to be the number one defense guess after a third week? Guess who already bet the under in this game? <laughs> <laughs> the guy sitting right across from Right across from you, Right across from you, fired folks. away. Even an eight-point spread, but what are you looking at here as as uh, the over-under? Well, so the over-under, I still see there's a 43-and-a-half from Fandle. So yep. if it's you know, a fire away at the 43 is still good. The 43s I, I, I are across the board yeah, right now. So. That's where everyone's at. I'm good with it. I just I, I see the Panthers is if they do go up in this game, running, running it and playing sort of safe. Play. Remember they're on the road yep. in a short week, and that's why I don't love laying the eight. Or is that what we're getting here? There's seven and a half. There's eight. What I do is uh, I already teased this, so I took the Panthers down to one and a half, and I matched it up with the Buffalo Bills, who we'll talk about later. Okay. But you can see that they're also laying over seven and a half, and I teased the Buffalo Bills down. Which makes total sense. So if, uh, if so, I just need the Panthers to win by more than one and a half, and the Bills Nick, to win by more than one. Is this an early preview with the teaser of the week? It's not my teaser of the oh, week, okay, okay. but it is my Thursday teaser because I don't want to lay eight. Yes, okay. So <laughs> Especially are, on the road on a Thursday, the numbers are, are not different. good. Road favorites on Thursday night, they just they just scare me. So why Terribly. not just tease it? I Plus, I think the, the expectations the on the Texans have been nothing all year, and they just everybody keeps expecting them to be terrible, but they're not that bad. And I think what's going to happen is this dude's going to throw 20 passes tonight, no more, right? And you're just going to get a whole lot of dump-off screens, short passes, runs, and it's not going to be as bad as you think. Yeah, I mean, if this game was Tyrod Taylor and the that's Panthers were laying three and a half. That's a different story. It's a different story. That's a different story. No, but I think you're going to see some turnovers. I think you guy. could easily see some defensive scores. Uh, so I think it, it makes for an interesting game on all fronts. Look, from a fantasy standpoint, what you have is really uh, a main player who is now – reasserting himself as the fantasy guy to go uh, to in Christian McCaffrey, a guy who's going to score you 30 points a game and get 30 touches a game, point of touch. Uh, yeah, any, and, any questions you had about him coming in? But what's so interesting far, is Robbie answered. Anderson's usage is way down. DJ Moore looks like a good play, so that's nice. Uh, you certainly have that going for you. And uh, on the Texan side, what you really have to deal with is the fact that uh, the Houston Texans are – down to a backup quarterback who's never played in the NFL before, and his best asset is a guy whose number one trick is a long ball, right? So Brandon Cooks either has to strike gold. Now, the guy does have an arm, right? So if he could throw it up there and Cooks can beat him on single coverage and they're playing the line, never know. Maybe yeah, a little I mean, lightning in could the bottle. You, could you see that happening once in the game? Maybe. I don't think that's a play strategy that's going to work. No. I mean, I think it could happen. But I, I do think if this guy's got 20 targets to go around, Cooks is going to get eight of them. So we'll see what he can do with it, you know, because they really don't have a, a huge presence anywhere else besides him. Uh, and I expect a lot of, like, tight end screens and just, you know, uh, small stuff. <clears throat> All right, so let's move on to uh, Washington and Buffalo. Uh, interesting game on multiple different fronts. I, I have Buffalo pretty much laying between seven and eight points across the board. If you get seven and a half, that seems to be the standard. But if you go to Fanduel right now, that game's at seven. So that's, yeah. That's, at at uh, what point do I like seven? Because I'm close. I haven't fired away on seven. Th- this opened up higher. I, I want to say this was nine eight, yeah, eight for and something. I was nine, like, ah, oh, sure. I'm just gonna tease this down and not mess around with that spread. I don't know. Bulls at seven. What have we seen from football team? Not much. Right? No. I, I mean, obviously, we had high expectations. 
with Fitzpatrick. Well, look, but they won a game, a very, very tight they game. They won a They're game they should have lost they, against a team that I don't think is very good. They won the game with their backup quarterback, so that's for starters. And second of all, they're on a long week. They, that was a short week game, and now they're coming back. And uh, Yeah, so even more reason to, to be a little nervous about the bigger number. Uh, now, the Bills somehow win 35 nothing and didn't look great. Which but is one thirty-five, nothing. So. Right, because the opposing quarterback uh, was that, out of the game. That and guy then, is not like he's never played in the NFL. No, Jacoby Brissett is okay, but they just were terrible. There was a lot of mistakes. They were terrible. Sometimes that happens. It snowballs on each other, and that's what happened. Once the guy goes down, the morale of the team. Yeah, and that's what happened. But you yeah. wouldn't think of the, the, the drop-off between Tua and Jacoby Brissett. Some people are saying they don't even see that as being a point of differential. I don't even know that it's a drop-off. <laughs> and that, that's what people are saying. So for the fact for the Bills to come back after playing what was an unimpressive game against the Steelers, yet I still think they should have won that Steelers game. Yep. So they came back fired up after a loss and took care of business 35 nothing. So I, I like the Bills this week. Again, I'm not going to lay more at than a home, touchdown. It's hard to not like them at home, too. I mean, weather is not going to be I a factor. I think the football team defense is overrated, honestly. Well, obviously, I haven't seen very Danny much Jones is running up and down the field on you. They didn't look very good. Yeah, so. so. All right. Uh, we're, we're fans of Buffalo here. From a fantasy standpoint, I fully expect Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen to put on a show. Yeah, that game opened um, at 9. That's, that's what it was. Look, running is not down. the Bills' strong suit, and run defense is the Washington strong suit. So if you're going to do that, how do you handle it? Four wide sets. <laughs> You're going to start throwing guys uh, open, and then it'll you know maybe cause an occasion. Sometimes these boards make no sense to me, and when they do is when I often say to myself, I'm missing something. Right. So this Bills game opened up at minus nine, Okay. which I do think is too high, especially with football team on a short week. Yep. Bed down to pretty much minus seven and a half in most places, and like I said, you can get a minus seven out there. You can. 83% of the money on the bills. So something is fishy. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like, like it. it. No, so, I, think this, I think the bills win, but this is. I'm going to sit tight cover. with my teaser. I don't think they're going to cover. I don't think they're going to cover. I'm smelling or not. 83% of the money. too much. They and, don't want to give and away. And they're not moving it. They're, yeah, they're not moving 33% off that. I mean, like no, I said, no, no, they no. finally just cracked it to seven. So Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. I, don't I, think know. That, I, I think that's. I think we're on to something here. All right. Again, you know, your horses play them in that game. On the Washington side, ah, it's hard hard to like anything except McLaurin. You know he's going to get his. Yeah, he had a nice game. Logan Thomas has been a little underwhelming. I like uh, you know the, the running back uh, situation to stay fairly stable as long as Gibson stays healthy. But it's not you know McKissick stole a touchdown. From yeah, and he had a lot of yards so. too last week. Did he have eighty yards receiving that kid? Yeah, it's 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 not ideal. And Heineke, if you're in a two QB league, you know worth a shot, worth a shot if you're in a two QB league. So. All right, Chicago Bears, Cleveland Browns. This is a really interesting game for a lot of reasons. Uh, Justin Fields makes his debut. Everyone in the fantasy world predict by week three. I'm not sure they predicted it because of Andy Dalton being injured, uh, but everybody's like, will Justin Fields start the season? Hell no. Will he be the quarterback by week three? Hell yes. Yeah, Yeah, it's no surprise to anybody that Andy Dalton didn't keep this job, and the city of Chicago just really wanting to see. Just want to get him. And listen. If you're going to play Fields this year, write the season off, but get the kid the experience. As long as to you don't see get what him killed out there. I mean, that's that's the well, thing. He Let's, well, that's the whole thing. Let's see terrible. how he looks. You have a vet behind him who, if he comes back from injury, you could throw back in there and say, well, he was always our starter. He was only injured. You know, that's why he didn't play. 
So this is a good situation to see what he's got without a lot of pressure. And if he's not ready, he's not ready. But I'll say this, from a fantasy standpoint, my man's getting me 19 points. Take Just because the of the yardage. He's going to run eight legs. times. He's, he's got a 40% chance to score. To bail out to. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. And if they're behind because they're getting crushed, he's just going to, you know, dink and dunk his way down the field and take off and run and, and get some meaningless uh, additional yards. And, and that's why you like him from a fantasy standpoint. Often, folks, it's not a fantasy quarterback is not good because he's on a good team and he's a good quarterback. No, he's trailing. Yeah, he's good because he's putting <laughs> he's up throwing. volume. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he himself accounts for a lot of what that team does. This fits fields. Cleveland has been given up a ton defensively, too. It's not like they're shutting teams out. All right, so they played the Chiefs, and, of course, for three quarters dominated, but then the Chiefs were like, ah, we've had enough of this. They got all their fantasy and production. And they beat a bad team. They beat the Texans last week, right? Yeah, the Texans got hella uh, – they got an incredible amount of, uh, of production for a team that lost their quarterback. Yeah, the Browns didn't cover that game, but they still won by 10. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, uh, look, I thought Fields looked horrible in that game. He did. This spread started at minus nine and a half for the Browns at home. All the way down to seven or six and a half. I have six and a half. Oh, I got I would almost five. Kings. So this was my first this was this is the first leg of my teaser of the week. Okay. I took the Browns from uh seven down to one. Okay. Uh I feel so safe with that. I just sure. think the Browns are gonna win this game. Right. They might run it down the Bears. The Bears defense hasn't looked good. So I really don't know if you're a Bears fan right now that the only thing I'm thinking about is getting this kid Fields to look better than he did. But I, I expect at six nothing. And a half, I, I, expect I don't nothing. know if to fire away at this. Like, you're top, where do you have the Browns in the NFL? Top seven? Yeah, probably. Eight? Yep. Top five offense. The defense has been underwhelming. We're going to see. I just see the Bears on the road. They haven't looked good at all. Fields looks terrible. Too, too too quick for me for him to learn a, like, a new playbook. I don't know. The Andy I, I, Dalton I playbook, I don't think, is complicated. The are minimal. That's the point. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I don't I like really it. know Six and a half, go. though, I think you're, they're covering that, too. Yeah. That's, that's, just, that's my feeling. I, I don't know that uh, – I, I also think the Browns are a team that does have – I see the Browns by two touchdowns. Where it, are it you seeing the deep... six and a half? That, uh, I'm not seeing that. I told you, six and a half is on uh, DraftKings. Six right. and a half is on DraftKings. Six uh, I might and a half that while we're Kings. while we're talking, <laughs> so it doesn't go away. Yeah, I got you. All right, let's move on to the next. And again, from fantasy standpoint, you know, running down this game real quick: Mooney, Robinson, Montgomery, all good plays with Fields. You're getting a little bit out of Damian Williams as well. From a, uh, from a Cleveland standpoint, Landry's on IR, right, so in. that opens up a ton of got it in six and a half. Total ton of different targets. Uh, you know, with Landry out, so that's going to spread the ball around. Hooper he's definitely out. Oh, he's on IR. Oh, yeah, okay. first thought, time in his career. All right, I thought there was a chance he was going to be back. But nope. Okay. Yeah. Nope. But, he's, uh, but the IR rules are different now, so three weeks is his minimum miss. But that's, you know, he could be back in the fourth. Yeah, that seven went to six and a half since we started this uh, podcast. So, so there we go. In the last ten minutes. But, boy, I grabbed that number happily. All right. So uh, let's move on to Baltimore and Detroit. Uh, Over-under on this game is interesting, uh, you know, for what people are expecting here. Um, and, you know, one, one of the things that uh, that I find fascinating about the uh, uh, about where they look at this game is the spread is at eight, but the over-under, uh, let me get you the, the full because we might have uh, 
a little bit of variance here, but the over-under I have basically hovering around 50, right? Somewhere between 49 to 50 points. So basically saying, hey, it's gonna, there's going to be some action here, and uh, you're going to get some fantasy production even out of uh, a game that, in my opinion, I don't want to call a lock a lock, but for me, Baltimore winning this game, that's my, you know, I don't know about the eight. I might want to tease this down a little bit, but my feeling is very good that Baltimore is not going into Detroit and losing well, this game. Well, I, I think it's a great teaser opportunity. Uh, I, I didn't tease this because at seven and a half, this is a play for me on the Ravens. I just feel like the Ravens are one of the best teams in the NFL, top five, and I think Detroit is one of the worst three. Yep. So seven and a half is not a number I love to lay, but Harbaugh is a bully, and bullies cover seven and a half. And if he has the chance to mow you down and beat you by 30, he does. Now, I, I think it takes a lot of stones to go up to the counter and bet the Lions here at your best number, and it might go to nine, something like that. And I'm all for you. It's a brave bet, but for me, any part I just – I could see after an 0-3 start and week three and them just getting their throats stepped on this week and not even being in it and injuries mounting and people going, this team's... I mean, is there any letdown on the Ravens, you think, after beating the Chiefs or that it's even more motivation for them no. to... Because they lost that game to the Raiders. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing. Like, they lost that game to the Raiders I, that they should have won. In, in, I, they're going to put their throats in, on in the Lions In my historical... Next frame of reference teams like the Ravens when they smell blood <laughs> with a team like the Lions are going to go in how many times have we seen them roll the Browns and the Bengals by 30 front. and just yeah, yeah well I do not think the defense of the Lions is capable of stopping the run I haven't seen it once the teams that have played it give me the teams that have played the Lions so far well, the Packers just beat them last week with Aaron Jones four touchdowns had a legendary performance out of their running back and the Lions week one, they lost to the Niners, who were able to run it down their throats with Elijah Mitchell and right. or Eli Mitchell. And, and became the number one pickup because of the production he was getting, and they were losing guys left and right. Now, there. they made a comeback and covered that because it was, eight and, a half, it was yeah. eight and they covered it. It was all trash time. by seven and a half. Trash time production. I, but the Ravens seem like a team that's not going to let that happen. This, is like, this feels like a 35-13 game to me, and it goes under, but it's because it's very close, and it's uh, a blowout. That's I, I just I, I really like that Ravens defense, and I like what I've seen, even against the Chiefs, like uh, with them putting up points, and the Lions just don't have that, that weaponry. Yeah. Quintus Cephas isn't coming in. And, and Jared Goff does not inspire He's me not bad, but to... he's like... He's the Lions. He's the definition of a mediocre dude in a mediocre organization playing mediocre football forever. And like on a good year, they're six and ten to seven and nine. I know we got to get those numbers out now. I got to start saying seven and ten to eight and eleven, which is our that's going to be a hard to get used. I to hate again. it. I was I so locked in to like being able to make those types of predictions and references so easily. There's also like an anom- anomaly with the Lions. Like, they somehow outgained the Packers, but lost by eighteen. <laughs> so it's just you know, it's it's like Does that even happen. It happens because. Third down is critical in the NFL. Right. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. There's, there's certain times where plays are more than others. And yeah, so the guys that I really like from a fantasy standpoint here, I love Hollywood Brown. So if you're a guy, if you got him early and, and his ADP was so late in the game, he's starting to pay dividends. 
Uh, obviously, Lamar, like my my Mandrews. Uh, you're you're a fan of Mandrews, right? Yeah, yeah. Mock Andrews, just one word. Mandrews. Mandrews. He's um, a man. He's a man, baby. He, he is a Mandrews. And uh, from a Detroit standpoint, you know, the running backs are still getting the the receptions. Clearly, Swift is the hurry up back. They got a whole bunch of trash at wide receiver, so good luck sorting that mess out. Um, Cephas was the hot waiver wire ad. Uh, your your guy is Hawkinson. Your guy is Hawkinson. Yeah, he, he is he's a, a good player. He is a guy that if you were smart enough to miss out on Waller and not overpay for Kittle and waited for Hawkinson three rounds later, he's going to outproduce almost everybody not named Waller and Kelsey. Yeah, he, he so, looks like the fourth best tight end. Yeah, correct. So, all right, let's move on to Indy and Tennessee. Tennessee stunning the football world last week, coming back and taking down Seattle in overtime after our overcoming a mighty lead i thought at a point in time that game was dead and gone yeah uh, and it turned out to be the last one standing so really interesting game between these two teams i feel like uh indy uh and tennessee always have unpredictable games in division and, and usually they're you know pretty tight yeah matches. i mean they both week one looked terrible and they both came back week two and covered right Colts covering against a good Rams team. I think a big factor with this game simply comes down to who's playing quarterback for the Colts. You know, Carson Wentz has two sprained ankles, one high ankle sprain, one low ankle sprain, different ankles. And he's got scrubs behind him. And the scrubs behind him aren't going against the Tennessee defense. That's They're not good, but they're. I think they can do well against Eason or Ellinger, if that's who they're playing. So... The spread is five and a half, five, five and a half, depending what you want. And I'm getting over-unders as low as 47 and a half, which is on MGM, and as high as 50. So there's some variance here. I, there's just too much uncertainty on how good Jacob Eason is. He stinks. He's exactly what I just described as Davis Mills. All those same things. Uh, although he's a little bit so more mobile, can but you, he, can't, he doesn't can process information. How the Colts on the road? Getting five and a half. I can't. I like, I feel the like this number I like, has to move. I, 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 the only way I see this going in a positive direction, spread wise, for the Colts is if Carson Wentz plays. So if he plays, does the spread change? Like, what, no, I think they're. Like, I think they'll adjust if he doesn't. Go to three and a half. Yeah, I think they'll adjust if he doesn't. No, I, I think just think the Titans are a better team than the Colts right now. There's no question. Um, it's not even close. But. Man, five. Such a weird I think the Titans, spot. I don't know. I, I wish I was. I think it literally took the Titans six quarters to get sorted with a new offensive coordinator. And now, like, if anything looks like what I just saw them running into. I kind of feel like we laid a five here. Yep. With Jacob Eason going up against. Yep. I also, from but, a fantasy standpoint, if you got the Titans defense, that's good defense to have this week. I, I like that defense. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know. Stay away. I don't. I, I'm, I'm in between a stay away and laying the five. I, now, I certainly lay, not betting the Colts. Here's where I'm going. So I'm laying the know. five if it's Eason a quarterback. If it's Wentz, I'm, I'm not laying the five. I think it's a tighter game. Do we have any can. idea what the percentages of it being Wentz versus? Well, I don't think we're going to find out till the inactives are announced. Okay. Why would you give that away if you're? Well, I'm just thinking if we're leaning more like he's not going to play, sure. then maybe wait. Yep. Well, okay, if he's not going to play, fire away now. Because we could always buy back if it doesn't move that much. Yep. Team that screwed me last week uh, with an over-under that I took that I just was positive I was going to hit because I went on the lowest end of the available over-under things to get, you know, uh, uh, skewed odds. 
uh, the Chargers, who last yeah. week were an absolute you know turd match against the Cowboys, which made no sense because neither team has a defense and both teams' offenses are ridiculous. So, of course, the over-under, which was one of the most heavily bet in the NFL last week, everybody got killed. So, 83 on the over, under for everybody. Uh, so, just goes to show you, folks, sometimes you don't even know. Yeah, uh, read the boards. Week, read the boards. Yeah, you, you'll learn from them. Yep, this week you got the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs, and again, the highest over-under of the week at 54-and-a-half. So, you know, my gut tells me, I don't know if lightning strikes twice here, but this is uh, it's interesting that I, that I think this is the same team that stunk last week against a pretty mediocre defense and now going up against another mediocre defense uh, and a very high over-under to hit. Well, I play a lot more sides than I do totals, only because I'm better at them. Sure. Uh, you know, and some people are better at totals. So I try to keep my weekly bets on totals down to, like, three or less, mm-hmm. whereas I fire away on lots of games. You know, a lot of times I fire away on games because I like the number and I could buy back later on better odds. So sometimes I, I make a lot a of bets everywhere. that I have on both. I have six and a half everywhere. I have six and a half everywhere too. I would. Um, so, do you know what the Chiefs' record against the spread is in their last twelve games? No idea. One and, and 11. eleven. That's not good. No. No. Because the public loves them. Yeah. And they keep betting them. Yeah. And they keep not covering. Yep. And they keep having these spreads. And they keep betting. And Patrick Mahomes never loses in September. Uh, Until he so, loses. Well, we know we know he's going to win, but winning and covering are not the same thing. Right. Well, no, he just lost last week in September. Well, so go. now he has lost in, in oh, September. There you go. Yeah, and we took the three-and-a-half from the Ravens, and it's hard against a team like the Chiefs to take that number, but again, it was the right side. It was exactly the right call because we predicted this was going to be a nail-biter, and the three-and-a-half was the difference-maker. So ask me the question, then, Nick, why don't you just fire away at the Chargers plus six-and-a-half if week after week the Chiefs aren't covering? Why don't you just fire away at the Chargers plus six-and-a-half? I just think the value's gone. It's gone. I, I just... What's the money on? It should be seven. It's, this should be Chiefs minus seven and a half. Right. That's that's what it should be. Right. And it's six and a half. And I can't take six and a half. So what am I going to do? I'm going to close the other end of my teaser of the week. The teaser of the week. <laughs> and I got the Chiefs down to minus a half. There you so go, just folks. Win the just game. win the so damn game. So there's my game. teaser of the week. Just win the, the game. game. And coming off of that Ravens home. loss, I think they win. Now if this yes. goes to seven or seven and a half. Now I would take the Chargers. Makes and sense. It could get there with all the public money coming in yeah. know, on the Chiefs. Let's, let's see where the money is at, actually, since we're – I've been waiting for this 30. to go to seven and a half, and I think it's got a chance. Yeah, maybe it's got a chance to get there. Maybe it doesn't, but I do like that. I do like that teaser. And, uh, yeah, as far as the over-under goes – Regular season NFL game over-unders, you usually don't see them going beyond 55. So they're putting this at 54 and a half. It's at the very top right. of what you would see. And I'm just, yeah, I'm not going to play it. Nope. Um, yeah. yeah, so 80, opened up at six and a half. 82% of the money is on the Chiefs. Huh. And it's still at six and a half. Unbelievable. So if the money keeps rolling in, I do think at some point they'll move it, uh, so you might see a seven, at which case, you know, you could buy back on the Chargers. So I'm okay firing away on the Chiefs right now at six and a half, and just waiting to see if you get your number of seven and coming back on it. It is a little. It's a way to play it. There is a little element of. There's always an element of risk, but this is you know, 
This is one to pay attention to, folks. Um, okay, let's go to the Saints and the Patriots. You know, really interesting game here for multiple reasons. Saints coming off an absolute turret of a performance against the Panthers, but they were missing eight coaches. They were in total disarray. All of these def- five starters out of the game. But I still think you saw a little bit of what you're going to get out of the Saints this year, which is feast or famine. They're going to look great sometimes. They're going to be an absolute train wreck sometimes. And I think this is a back-to-back week where train wreck city is coming. And Bill Belichick, even if you do have all your full coaches, uh, likes to go against the guys that are the geniuses that are compared to him. And Sean Payton's right at the top of that list. Yes. And he's one of the He was a Parcells disciple uh-huh. also. Yep. You so got it. They, so. that's, there's, there's something there. So I think old Bill uh, has these boys on, on uh, a clear path to, uh, if not contending for the AFC East, at least making a wild card uh, run from the Patriots. And we'll see about a challenge to the Bills. But uh, I fully expect the Patriots to cover and beat the Saints. And I got a three-point spread all across the board. But, but... MGM right now, two and a half points. You read my mind. So I am going right into So I've already, I've already fired away on this, and it is, uh, I'm on the same side as you. Patriots, less than, less than a field goal, Patriots. Yeah, That's yeah. my side. Yep, yep. I just took it two and a half. Two and a half is where I'm locked in. You get, you get me that two and a half to three. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, as far as, by the way, fantasy, interesting notes here, okay? A couple of couple of notes of some players to pay attention to. One is the reemergence of the never die James White. Yeah. Jimmy White just what a career that guy finds is. a role. Man, yeah, he's under Bill. He might go into the Hall of Fame when it's all <laughs> That's said. That's a weird done. thing to think about. Right, just because it's like you look back and you're like, damn, who even realized? But but Jimmy White is still fantasy role. Well, relevant. he had that game in the Super Bowl, too. So if you need like that moment yeah. where it was like everybody gives Tom Brady the credit for bringing them back from – the, that Falcons uh, Super Bowl, but well, I'm pretty sure James White had a lot to do with that. What he absolutely is, without question, um, is uh, a guy that is in the fantasy football Hall of Fame, right? Because he is a guy that has always been fantasy relevant and just pops up. Uh, so very, very impressive when it comes to that type of thing. Um, so, okay, let's uh, move on to Atlanta and the Giants. I guess, uh, you know, if you get two and a half, there's a couple places that got two and a half uh, with the Giants versus the three that I'm seeing in most spots. Atlanta's on the road. It's two bad teams, but the Giants looked better last week, and they probably should have beaten the Redskins had it not been for that horrendous uh, offensive penalty in a very inopportune time. So, you know. What did you say like you had the line at for this? The line, I got three, but a couple places have two and a half. I got uh, MGM at two and a half, and I've got Unibet at two and a half. So I don't know what happened. I, I had had this at Falcons plus three and a half, and I didn't take it. And then I was like, all right. Because I just saw this. Is, these are two bad teams. Bad teams. Who are the Giants to be laying three and a half? Give me the three and a half. The three and a halfs are gone. I, don't, I can't even remember why I didn't bet it. And maybe I had a little hesitation. I want to look further into it. But by the time that happened, the, the three and a half are gone. I, I don't know, man. I, I am like part of me is saying take the Falcons plus the three. But part of me is saying Giants in less than a field goal against these bad Falcons. Like, what do you, do you think the Falcons are as bad as we think they are? And yes. when I say that, do you think they're as bad as the Giants? 
it's about the same. Well, why do I have a hard time getting my head around the fact that the Falcons are as bad as... Now, I know they look terrible against the Eagles, and they weren't ready to play. But, man, they were really overmatched offensively and defensively on the line. I don't see the Giants having that type of an advantage over Atlanta. Like, what do the Giants do well? What am I, if I'm going to play the New York Giants, what do I go into that game saying, well, they're going to take this from me, or, or are we going to have to readjust? Defensively, I don't know. But offensively, I think Jones looked fairly mobile for the first time in his NFL career. And uh, not really. He I mean, does that every once in a while, he though. Does. It's just a matter of him mitigating mistakes, I think. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. He is so mistake prone. And if he has one of those games, uh, the team is exceptionally difficult to predict. But if he's. Uh, you know, if he's on point and he's Danny Dimes and he's not turning the ball over, uh, then I think... Uh, All right, so if you're telling me that your best reason for me to not take the Falcons plus three is because Danny Dimes, I am going to go. <laughs> I am going to go and take my money to the counter and grab the Falcons in the three. If that's the best you could come up with. Because Danny Dimes... Scares me not at all. I still have Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan might be playing bad. He's still Matt Ryan. So, if that's the, give me Matt Ryan over Danny Dimes all day, every day until, yeah, you know, otherwise proven. Which maybe this will be the week. But as this of could now, be your otherwise proven week. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, the the quarterback is not what would keep me off the Falcons. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to the Bengals and the Steelers. Again, you know, a game that's pretty much minus three everywhere you look with the standard home field advantage giving to the Steelers. Steelers have looked bad, man. You know, their offensive line looks bad. Their <laughs> offense looks bad. They week one with that Team Bills win. Then I bet them last week. That's the one game I really lost on. Um, Bengals couldn't beat the Bears. And... Look, we had the Bears last week. I had it as one of my top picks. But I didn't think the Bears were as bad as they were. When the Bears played the Rams poorly, I was like, all right, well, the Rams are a good team. The fact that Fields almost gave up that game to the Bengals makes me feel even worse about the Bears. This just has stay away written all over it. Steelers, a terrible favorite. They just don't play up when they're favorites. Uh, um, my head hurts thinking about this one. Is Big Ben even healthy? No, nope. uh, he's he, most certainly not. Healthy. So does that give me Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph, right? He's the backup? I guess so, yes. This will be a major stay away for me. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you, my friend. I don't like it at all. It makes me nervous. Um, I just don't know what to say about it. So I'd almost rather root for the Bengals and just have no money on it and say, go Bengals. Go to Pittsburgh and get a win. Good for Joe Burrow. Why not, right? So, I and that's the thing. I think the money is going to be on Pittsburgh because of the perception that Pittsburgh always beats the Bengals. Well, the tickets seventy percent on Pittsburgh, but the cash only fifty four percent on Pittsburgh. That's it. So the the money, um, the bigger bets have been on the Bengals. But again, now it's at three. So, yes, would I buy the Bengals at three and a half? Would I buy them at four? Whatever those numbers were before now. But now that it's down to I'm only catching a field goal, is value all gone? And I would say yes. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. So, 
All right, uh, let's move on. And again, you know, uh, you don't have to bet all of them, folks. That's that's the beauty of being the better and not the house. And I'm not a fan from a fantasy standpoint of a lot of these plays this week. It just seems like a oh, very well. Anytime you're up against the Steelers, you don't want to really play the guys and a difficult week. Chase Claypool. I like Chase Claypool this week. That's the guy you like. <laughs> I just think he's a stud. I'm not sure if he's overrated yet. In a, you know, I don't do daily fantasy the same way you do, so you have a better read on those things. Right. I pay more attention to the gambling markets. But if there's sense. one guy that I look back on and say, ah, he was probably underdrafted in our year-long fantasy drafts. Yeah. Yeah, I spend the whole preseason focusing on fantasy, and then once we draft our teams, then I basically pay attention to our year-long leagues, and then I start, you know, doing more of the gambling. See how that goes. Well, I do bet the season win totals, too. Yeah, which makes sense. So, Pre-se- um, Preseason. All right, let's see what we got here with uh, Arizona and the Jaguars game in Jacksonville. Arizona's looked fantastic offensively, defensively. Eh, not as much. Got some players. Chandler Jones is a machine, but uh, they, they've uh, they've been a little bit leaky. So how do, how do you like this game? I'm seeing uh, anywhere from seven to seven and a half. Uh, and an over-under that's uh, something in the 40 uh, or 52 to the 49 range. Yeah, again, I don't have a good... Actually, I'm not even seeing that low. 51 and a half is the low. I don't have a good feeling on this over-under at all, and I'm very confused that this number hasn't moved more. Um, Oh, you know what? The last seven I see, at least on the books I normally play is uh, that at DraftKings. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to lay the seven here with the Cardinals. I just I think the Jaguars stink. Yes. And I feel like the Cardinals have been awesome, and that is usually not the best way to handicap. But I also like the number I'm getting here. So if I put that together, that together, you know, one plus one plus one equals three, I'm going to go ahead and fire away on the Cardinals at minus seven to beat up on the Jaguars. All right, I like it. Let's go to the Jets and the Broncos in what uh, Atlantic City is predicting will be a snooze fest because not only do you have a 41-and-a-half over-under, which is embarrassingly low, there is a 10-and-a-half point spread. (laughs) So what folks they are telling you is that the New York Jets are shite, will perform like shite, and are about to turn up a shite performance for a third shite week. So this is one of the easiest things in handicapping, and that is when you have a very low total and you have an underdog getting a lot of points, double-digit points. Folks, you hold your nose. (laughs) And you walk over to the counter. And you make that bet. Yes. And you take the 10.5 from the Jets. And this is kind of, you know, listen, this is an easy bet for me to make. Is it a bad bet? It could be. And they could lose by 21. And it was never in the game. But I look at the Denver Broncos and I say, here is a team that everybody is so high on. Teddy Two Gloves. Denver Broncos. No, no. You ready for his new new nickname? What? Tutty Bridgewater. Tutty. Okay. Well, hopefully not until next week. Right. Uh, Really? Who have the Broncos beat? Nobody. uh, And Giants. Jags and Giants. Right. Jags and Giants. Two, two Jags. Who have the Jets lost to? The Panthers and the so Patriots. 
And the Patriots should be 2-0. They're not, though. They're 1-1. They shouldn't be. They fumbled. I'm just saying, the Jets have played a better class of team, right? Yes. Two, two potential playoff teams. Yes. Versus two bottom dwellers for the Broncos. Yes. So, you know, listen, give me the Jets. They're only expecting 42 points to be scored, right? Or, or, or 41? And I'm getting 10 and a half? So, I got to score 11 to cover? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know. I, well, if you I, watched well, them last week, they scored six. Yeah. So, they, well, they were like, their quarterback threw four picks was like seeing ghosts out there. Yeah, again. it's what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks, though. We've seen it a million times, and that's why we took the Patriots and, and laid almost a touchdown. All right. I, I just. In a, I'm total, with you. in a total this low. I'm with you. I think it's a rebound game. I think their offense will look better. I think they'll get some things straightened out. And I think the defense is a little bit overrated. And and at the very least, you might have a situation where the Broncos go up big and lay off a little bit and Jets get some meaningless nonsense that brings that total under, like, you know, what we're talking about here. When you're getting 10 and a half, or I should say when you're laying 10 and a half, you, you want a situation where you're at home, the Broncos are at home. You are a top, you know, seven to eight NFL team, and you're playing a bottom seven to eight NFL team. Yep. All those things add up for me, except for the Broncos being a top seven or eight team at this point. I, I still think they got a chance at the playoffs, and they're a top 15, but they shouldn't be in the business of laying double digits. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to uh, Miami and Las Vegas, two teams and going in completely opposite directions, you know, but surprisingly only a four-point spread for the Raiders at home, which is really, to me, a shock uh, based on how they've played and the fact that Miami is now out of uh, the Tua business temporarily. But it does tell you what people think about the Dolphins with a full week of practice under Brissett and not being that much worse uh, than with Tua. So I'm getting over-unders of 44 to 44 and a half, and I got uh, Vegas giving uh, four to four and a half points up. Uh, I like Vegas a lot uh, based on their first two games, but I'll tell you what, as soon as everyone gets high on them. They do have a history of starting fast under Gruden, right? Yeah. This isn't the first time we've seen this. Nope. But but I'm telling you, it's one of those trap games. Like, everybody, like, they'll be like, oh, Vegas won those two games, and Miami stinks, and they lost their quarterback, so obviously – I don't know. I don't know. All right, so, so far this season, I bet against the Raiders and they won and covered. Then I bet against the Raiders again and they won and covered. And then I bet against the Dolphins and they won and, and covered. <laughs> and then I bet on the Dolphins and they won and covered. So I'm 0 for 4. That's not good. On these teams. Right. So, so what do you do the next week? Stay away from them. You sit this one out. I have, no, I have no feel for these teams. I, I don't – I was – you know, I just I'm lost. What I, I have no, no what feel I would whatsoever. say is I smell a trap game. Okay. Okay. And to me, the trap game could easily be the Raiders squeak it out by a point. The trap game could be the Raiders win by a field goal. The trap game could be the Raiders get their asses handed to them <laughs> for no apparent reason whatsoever. Right. I mean, I do think there's something going on with that stadium I and the don't Vegas. like this game. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I will not. I will not bet this game, I and I'm sitting it. it out. But I will say, the Raiders may be the team I have upgraded the most to start the season. I mean, Derek Carr really looks like a top-10 quarterback. They beat two teams that people didn't think they were going to beat to start off. They beat the Ravens, and the Ravens beat the Chiefs. So do the math. And they beat, uh, the, and they beat the Steelers, too. So they went up yeah. against a and tough the division, beat the and Bills. they've won so. two games. And, you know. and now they're laying – 
you can get them at minus four against the Dolphins, who lost by 35 to those same Bills. And I don't know. The Dolphins did beat the Patriots, but they got lucky to win that game. It's just it's but. a weird one for me. That's why I'm staying away. All right, let's move on to Tampa Bay and the Rams. This is the highest over under of the week at 56 points. I have 55 to 55 and a half in certain circumstances, but I do see some 56s. Um, you know, that's a really, really high over-under, and you combine that with the fact that this is pick em. basically a, a one-point spread either way. I've seen some plus ones, some minus ones, depending on where you go. Uh, yeah, and folks, just, you know, a little advice. Don't lay minus one. Just, no. just pay the money line and the pay an extra line, five cents and, yes. and pay the money line. You don't want to not cash on something because – for five cents, yeah. so just a little gambling advice there. Absolutely, it's a, it's a good piece of advice for sure. So you always can look at the money line and see what the odd the odds aren't going to be that much different when you're at a point. That's the point. So all right, I um, I don't have a good feel for this. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm just excited to watch it. But so it's the game of the week. But if I were a betting man, I'd take the under. Okay, I don't again have a feel for this. Over no Antonio under. Brown, by the way. He's okay. out. Um, don't have a huge feel for this under. I will say this, and I say it, and I've already bet it, so I'm, you know, I put my money where my mouth is here. I think that Tampa Bay is the best team in the NFL. I think the Rams are good, but I pick them. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers to win this game. Now, do I feel any kind of hesitancy going West Coast and Brady's 44 and all this? I don't. I'm just bucks on this. I think this is a statement game for them in a season where they're supposed to win 12 games. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. I don't see any letdown from this Bucks team. I think you're looking at a, a Tom Brady wants to go 17-0, and and he wants to win an MVP, and he's going to try to throw 55 touchdowns. Yeah. And that's, and that's what you're going to get, full effort, max effort. There's no question. I, it's, it's a hard game for me to predict because, again, the home team usually does have an advantage, and the Rams look good. But uh, it's hard to, to go against uh, Tampa Bay. Ugh, I hate all of these. The, the, the fact that I can get the Bucks and I don't have to lay any points is just too, it's too tempting. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the last couple of games. We've got three left to hit. Seattle and Minnesota, again, very high over-under. I'm seeing 55.5 pretty much across the board. Um, Jeez, that does seem like a big number. But really, you know, think about it. Which one of these defenses is going to stop the other offense? So, you know, I, I hate to play over 55, but if there was a, a game I would play over 55, it's these two teams. Zero confidence in either of these defenses. As far as the spread goes, this is another pick em situation. You know, I guess technically the Vikings are getting one and a half or one at home. Man, if they didn't win that game, I mean, sorry, if, if they had lost, if they had won that game, I would love the Seahawks here. But being as the Vikings are 0 2 and playing for their lives, Oh, man, you also got the Seahawks coming off of that game where they blew it at the end. Can't, can't see the Seahawks being happy going one and two to start the year. Jeez, you know, this is just one I, I haven't bet it yet, Drew. I don't know. I, I, I can't. It. It's a tough I, game. I, 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 I 
can't decide. I mean, the Vikings lose this game, they're 0-3. At home. If there's ever a max effort back against the wall game, I think you got to take the Vikings. Yeah, it's it, and again, like you're you're looking at Seattle. They're not a flawless team. You know, they let Tennessee back in that game last week and should have stuck their foot on their throat and couldn't. So, I don't know. I, I, I tend to think you're right. If this game was in Seattle, I'd say maybe a different thing, but uh, I expect a good game, and, you know, I, I certainly like Minnesota here, even with uh, what they're giving. Basically, it's a one-and-a-half-point spread is what I'm seeing in, in most places. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're getting, you're getting plus one-and-a-half. Yeah, so... Right. I just I think again the the Vikings being zero and two and at home I just I kind of like this spot that's the best I can say for it makes sense all right uh, last two games let's do the Sunday night game first the Packers and the Niners always a classic battle it's given us some amazing games over the years some great playoff games that I can remember and just that uh, wasn't there like a horrendous loss once in in Packer history to the Niners on like the last second of like a some crazy ass play. Steve Young, like going back yeah. that far. Yeah, well, in the playoffs. Right. With the Jerry playoffs. Rice fumble that they didn't call a fumble and they didn't have replay back then and it would have ended the game and then the Packers got eliminated. The, the year after the Packers won, won the, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl right. they got eliminated on that uh, play. But thanks for bringing that up. Okay, sorry. Uh, so, Sunday night game. Niners pretty much three, three and a half. Right. I like. I think the spread is right. Um, so I'm going to look to the over/under on this one. I haven't given you over/under yet this week. Okay, well, I gave you tonight's spread between 50 and 50 and a half. I like the over here. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I, I don't know that the Packers defense has gotten used to their new coordinator, nope. and um, they do have an offense that can put up points either way. And I'm pretty comfortable taking the over. A little Sunday night prime time. It's fun to bet overs, Drew. It is. The overs club. <laughs> We're at the overs club. Yeah, no, it is fun to bet overs. Um, it's depressing when they don't hit, especially when you're a cowboy watching a Cowboys-Chargers game. Oh, and you have an alternate and, line. Well, literally, dude, it was like what Chargers, down, Chargers down to the six, right? Right. Turnover at the one, right? Cowboys, damn it, missed field goal. It was like I was watching everything possible that the universe was yelling at me like, oh, you need this one for a parlay? <laughs> no, you're not getting it. Even though you And then when they score 17 in the first quarter, you're like, oh. all right, this is adding up pretty nicely. And then uh, the Cowboys uh, don't score again until the fourth quarter, but yet win the game. That's not a good thing for the over. But, yeah, I mean, this is just one. If, 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 you, you, know, if you like the Packers, make sure you get that three and a half. And uh, if you like the... Niners, make sure you lay the three. Get, get, get them now before they change. I agree. All right, last game of the week. Got the NFC uh, East clash between the Eagles and the Cowboys. A huge over under 52 to 52 and a half. Um, and you're seeing a, a four-point spread with the Cowboys favored at home. Um, I like the Cowboys at home, I'm not going to lie. I think yeah. that's where the fun train ends. But uh, I am worried about the injury, so that could sway me. If there's no Amari Cooper, no Michael Gallup, they don't have all their horses. Get it? Gallup. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just uh, – it could be a little bit of an issue, but I'm just not – I'm not fully sold yet. 
You're, it's going to take a little while for me to feel like the Eagles are going to be the dominant uh, NFC uh, East team. And again, your record of rookie coaches going up against vets, that's coming into my head a little bit. Okay. I'm, I, again, I haven't bet this, but I, I'm feeling like I'm on the other side here, which is division game. Uh, the Eagles looked great against the Falcons. They played the Niners. I think they played them tough. And now they're going to the Cowboys. So the Cowboys are, you know, they got that big win against the Chargers. They're feeling great about themselves. They're coming home, division game. Ah, I like the Eagles on the four. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys win, but four points seems like a number I'm willing to take. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, all right. Oh, I don't really have much to add to this except uh, play your horses. And This has been the Atlantic City Fantasy Sports Podcast. Visit us online at acfantasysports.com for more information. Atlantic City Fantasy Sports is part of the live network.